You're listening to AIB Market Talk, bringing you financial market insights from AIB's experts. Hi, and welcome to our monthly podcast covering the latest releases of AIB's sponsored Irish Manufacturing and Services PMIs. I'm Paul Ward from the Treasury Unit, and joining me on this podcast is our Chief Economist, Oliver Mangan. If I can start with the AIB Irish Manufacturing PMI data, the PMI registered 51.4 in October, which is little change from September's reading and continues to remain above 50, indicating overall improvement in the sector. Can you bring us through the October details and the key findings in the report? Yeah, the, the, the manufacturing side, really, uh, the, the PMIs have been in a very narrow range now since July, that 51 to 52 range. And what that shows is modestly improving business conditions. Um, now, you'd have to say that contrasts sharply with what we're seeing overseas. Mm. There's been a marked weakening of manufacturing PMIs in other countries, and they're into contraction territory, which is below 50. So the preliminary ones for uh, the UK was 45.8, and the Eurozone's 46.6, which is well below the Irish reading. And as I say, they're in decline, whereas the Irish one has been broadly stable. Now, what's, what's that, the reason for that then, Oli? Well, well I think it reflects the, the stronger economy here. Now, I was going to say, notwithstanding that, um, the, the Irish one, there's a warning sign in there in, in that new orders uh, are continuing to decline. That includes export orders. Mm. And the respondents were saying there's no doubt that you know, high inflation is weighing on demand. But what we're seeing in the Irish case is, um, you know, a high level of a backlog of unfulfilled orders. Yeah. So firms are working through the backlog, backlog of orders. Mm. They're also rebuilding stocks uh, and indeed taking on extra workers to, to clear those backlogs. So this is sustaining uh, growth and output and the Irish index holding up. But I say you'd be worried that the about the weakness in new orders now in recent months, including export orders, that would eventually feed through into uh, a decline in the Irish PMI reading. So overall, you know, the, the sector's performed reasonably well, particularly compared to other ones. And uh, you know we're still seeing continued hiring of workers. Uh, there was an improvement in sentiment as well in terms of the uh, of, of the outlook for the next twelve months, and there's some easing signs of easing in supply chain pressures as well. Um, one concern remains, uh, and this is not just in the Irish case; it's global. It's continued severe upper pressure in prices. You know, yeah. inflation pressures remain strong. Uh, respondents reference continued upper pressure on energy, fuel, and labour costs in particular. Now, the rate of increase has slowed from its peak, um, but both input and output price right. inflation remains elevated. Yeah. And you mentioned there, Ollie, obviously improving supply chains but but in terms of demand i assume it's weakening demand we're seeing now as well is it demand is the the weak the high inflation is feeding through obviously in terms of higher prices yeah uh, it's having a damping effect on demand and that's been picked up in declining new orders the manufacturers are still working through the um the backlog of unfilled orders uh and as a result you know the, the sector continues to expand but that can only last for so, so long and you, you mentioned the outlook there. Would you just go through it again for us? So what's the outlook for the manufacturing sector in Ireland? Well, sentiment rose for the second month running uh, and it hit a seven-month high. So maybe because activity levels remain reasonably high, uh, but I'd have to say now that the sentiment remains below its long-run average. So okay, I get yeah. carried away with yeah. that. I mean, yeah. sentiment, uh, the outlook has been weakened uh, over the course of this year. Okay, it's picked up in, in October, but it's uh, it's off a relatively low level. And I would say to you, it's also below its long-run average. And you mentioned there as well the, the Eurozone number and the UK number, but how, how do we compare to other countries such as maybe Germany and a few other countries in Europe? Are we, we are, really the outlier, are we? We are, yeah. Okay. I mean, I mean the, the, that Eurozone figure includes all all, all of members of the, yeah. of the Eurozone. So Germany in particular has been, has been, France has held up better than Germany. Germany has been particularly weak over the last uh, four or five months. Okay. Ali, I'm going to move across to the services sectors. Um, the PMI index signaled growth for the 12th successive month in October. But ease for the sixth time in seven months to signal a further loss in momentum. 
the October figure was 53.2, which is down from 54 in 54.1 in September. Um, what's your view of the report and what's your sense? Yeah. While the manufacturing sector uh, report I thought was relatively weak, this actually is, is a pretty good report. Mm. Um, I mean, 53.2 is still uh, a relatively respective reading. And yeah. again, I would make the point that when you look across like the, the US, the UK and the Eurozone, the preliminary readings there come in at 46.6, 47.5 oh, and 48.2 yeah. respectively, which is contracting activity. The other thing I would note about the Irish index, the fall was actually concentrated on one sector, a weak performance from transport, tourism and leisure. There's four sectors surveyed in, in total. The activity in the other three sectors held up very, very well. So but why do you think that's down so much, Ali? Maybe because um, tourism had a very, very strong summer season and it's coming off that sort of peak in terms of activity. I would say when you break down the survey, uh, the components are very encouraging. Unlike in the manufacturing side, the growth in new business remains strong. Yeah. And, a, and a notable pickup in new export business in particular. Uh, and again, you know, increasing backlogs of outstanding business or unfinished works, strong rise in employment. And even though that transport, tourism, leisure sector was weak, it was encouraging that we got, you know, very strong readings across all four sectors for new business, that's new orders, outstanding business, which is your backlogs, yeah. and employment in all four sectors grew strongly. And again, the, the outlook for the next 12 months picked up in September. Um, okay. So this it's particularly encouraging to see the growth in new business remaining strong because that suggests that the overall activity levels will hold up over the next uh, number of months. And again, I would contrast that as a highlight to what's going on in other, other economies, the UK, the US and the Eurozone. Now, as on the manufacturing side, I have to say, you know, strong upper pressure on input costs remains. And again, they, they call out energy prices and wages, not surprisingly. And that's been passed on, you know, in the form of higher prices or prices charged. Now, again, I mean, the rate of inflation has eased, but on a historic basis, it remains elevated. Um, there's no doubt about that. And, and can I just ask you, you mentioned that the, the, the one particular sector there, uh, Ali, the, the tourism sector. I mean, obviously, they've had their issues in terms of employment and, and that. But I mean, what, 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 what are we saying about employment within the report? It's strong across the board. Okay, across, across the board. Across the board, okay. it's strong. And I mean, that's reflected in... Um, We've seen that in official CSO data for the first half of the year. Very, very strong employment uh, across the Irish economy. Employment growth, I should say. We haven't got the official data yet for the second half of the year. They'll come shortly. But th- th- these reports we're seeing here for the manufacturing services side would suggest that um, employment growth remains strong. And that actually, what we do have actually, is exchequer returns, uh, which includes tax receipts up to the end of October. Yeah. And they remain very strong. Very strong as well. So, um the economy is performing very well, but I, I would say there's warning signs in there. I mean, we are not going to be completely immune to a global slowdown. So we've seen recent upward revisions to growth forecasts from you know the SRI and the Central Bank for the Irish economy in 2022. But I think there's no doubt the economy will continue to grow next year, but nothing like the rate we've seen in 2022. I mean, we, we have a global slowdown. We have a weak external environment. We have rising interest rates. We have high inflation. Um, okay, budget policy remains supportive. Savings levels are high within the economy, yeah. But we are going to see, uh, I think, a marked slowdown in the pace of growth next year. Uh, that's particularly when you see uh, the manufacturing side, the weakening new orders. But still, the Irish economy outperforming, uh, and you know the consensus is the Irish economy should, particularly uh, overall GDP on the strength of foreign foreign direct investment inflows, should record a reasonably respective growth rate in two thousand twenty three. But I say a marked slowdown from this year. Ali, as always, thanks thanks for your time, and thank you to all our customers and listeners for joining us today. Today. Stay close to all our latest podcasts by pressing the subscribe button on AB's Market Talk, wherever you get your podcasts. Many thanks. 
Thanks for listening to the latest edition of AIB Market Talk. Allied Irish Bank's PLC is regulated by the Central Bank of Ireland. AIB NI is a trademark used under licence by AIB Group UK PLC, authorised by the Prudential Regulation Authority and regulated by the Financial Conduct Authority and the Prudential Regulation Authority. Allied Irish Bank GB and Allied Irish Bank GB Savings Direct are trademarks used under licence by AIB Group UK PLC authorised by the Prudential Regulation Authority and regulated by the Financial Conduct Authority and the Prudential Regulation Authority.